Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and we are so excited We have today. a fun one today. So uh, if all, for all of our diehard fans, you must remember that we were recently guests on Good Morning Washington, which was a Yay. real thrill for us. Um, and today we are joined by two of the leading ladies of the show. So Autria Godfrey and Eileen Whalen are here to talk to us about being on TV, being fierce, and being sort of like also the leading ladies of so many families in this area who watch your show every day and sort of what does that mean for you and, and how does it all go? That is correct. That's We're so true. excited to have you guys here. Thank so what, you for yeah, having us. For yes. sure. So why don't we start with you, Eileen? Why don't you just sort of introduce yourself to the viewers and tell us like what role you play and how long you've been doing it and stuff like that. Okay. It's Well, it's crazy to me that I have been doing this for almost 10 years. <laughs> that is wild. Um, but I am a meteorologist, uh, part of the Stormwatch 7 weather team uh, on Good Morning Washington. Um, I've been at the station for about seven and a half years. Um, I got my uh, start in Salisbury, Maryland. I actually went to Salisbury University. So I uh, studied meteorology and uh, also communication. So I double majored. I've wanted to do this since I was about <laughs> six years old. She's um, not lying. There are videos I, of her when she was a child playing meteorologist. Yeah, I am a weather nerd from like a young, young child. And I'm living, I, I really truly feel very lucky because I'm like living out my dream being in D.C., being a meteorologist, and it's really freaking cool. Were either one of your parents, like, into the weather? Was there something Or, there? like, was your childhood hero, like, a, a meteorologist Yes. The oh, my gosh. Jim Cantori <laughs> from the Weather Channel. I freaking loved. Um, but, no, my dad uh, owns a commercial, like, roofing and sheet metal business, so his job is, like, clearly very weather-dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was that kid because before, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones that had, like, the radar that mm-hmm. you could track. Mm-hmm. So I would go home from school, and I would... um I would watch the Weather Channel, like the local on the 8s, to see the radar. And my dad would call from his truck, like in his car phone. And I would give him, like, weather updates so he knew, like, which job, like, he could go to. It's like, hey, you've got rain moving in, Dad, in, like, the next hour. And so, and I would <laughs> That stand, is awesome. I would play. <laughs> you, like, worked awesome for your dad. Is it, like, you really kind of weird and sad? No, no I, love I think, it. I, I think my parents, like, were kind of a little, um, you know, they didn't know what to take when I was like, hey, can I have some paper maps for, like, my birthday so I can hang them in my room and I can... Pretend weather and, you know, oh, draw fronts. They and must have been so proud. I feel like if my kids asked for that <laughs> instead of like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something, right. I'd be stoked. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's but it was cool. it's it was very cool. Um, I've like always wanted to do it when I was in high school. I was, you know, I played field hockey and I was always the resident, um, you know, meteorologist. So I'd let everyone know, you know, how if sports practices were going to get canceled. And um, so it's been just something that I've wanted to do since I was really, really young. Nice work. Cool. Way to get after it. Thank you. I love hearing that <laughs> All story. All right, Audrey, tell us. <laughs> a little bit about you. Um, I have been at the station. Eileen and I pretty much started almost the exact same time. So I've been at the station at uh, JLA for eight years, a little over eight years now, and um, started out as a one-man band reporter and then kind of just worked my way up to anchoring the morning show. And I've been on the mornings for about six years, which I feel like is the same. We're about the same. And I feel like I've always been like kind of playing catch up. (laughs) (laughs) And um, well, we look so much alike. Everybody thinks that one we're the same person. So Mm -hmm. like I'll get stopped and people. That is a real thing people do to women, by the way. Yes. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I mean, we are blonde hair and blue eyed, but like we We don't all look alike. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, But no, uh, people will stop me, you know, and be like, oh, like you're the weather lady. 
and I'm like, I wish I were that smart, <laughs> but I'm like the other blonde chick on the show. Um, By the way, it is the best compliment when you all stalk a picture of Audrey Godfrey. You're going to be like, oh, I know why she's like, so excited to be compared to her. I love it. Uh, but I also uh, always had an interest in journalism and in writing. Um, I thought that I was going to be a newspaper reporter, and I went to school, Texas A&M, thought I was going to you know, do newspaper writing, started taking newspaper courses, and could not stand it. It was very constraining, and it was kind of like, there's just this template that you would just you know, plug facts in, and that was your article. And so I realized really quickly that was not for me, and I was about a junior at the point. And so I was like, what am I going to do with this you know, career, like a journalism degree? Um, and so one of my instructors was like, why don't you try like broadcasting? So uh, Texas a was actually in the process of closing down their journalism oh, department. No. <laughs> We're not known as a strong J school. So I came up to American University here oh. and did the Washington semester program. And it was like a very like broadcast intensive semester and completely fell in love with it. I actually interned at Channel 7 when I was here in school and um, started down in Charlottesville, Virginia, was down there for two years mm-hmm. and then ended up in D.C., that's amazing. And so I think that's interesting thing for, for you, Eileen, that you, you're you the meteorologist on the mm-hmm. show, but then you also host, I mean, you hosted our segment. So have you, did you sort of transition into doing both? It seems like you do two jobs to me. I don't really know if well, that is an she accurate does. description Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, um, so I was always doing weather. I mean, when I was hired at the station, it was, you know, as a meteorologist Mm -hmm. and my role has kind of just grown. And I I feel really lucky. I mean, I had an opportunity where um, a few years ago I would drive around in our storm chaser Hummer (laughs) and I would like give weather from your neighborhood. Um, did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Like, did I you? remember seeing that on my did TV you at home. Did cha- you chase? Like, have you chased tornadoes? No. I wish I <laughs> okay. had. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to do really? that. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I, that just, that seems terrifying to me. <laughs> it, if you and you're just are a badass. Right, well, that's, um, no, yes, not yes, at yes, all. Not yes. at all. You are it's, hardcore. I just, I love, I mean, let's just say I do my own little quote unquote storm chasing like outside of my house. <laughs> and I'm like trying to sometimes drive around. Yeah. It's like, let's like, go for the storm. on the roof again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she takes after her father. <laughs> um, but no, oh so God. I would do that. But I think just kind of being out in the field, um, you know, I, they just decided, hey, why don't we just like go throw her out and, you know, have her do more things. And then I kind of segued into, you know, doing more, um, you know, interviews. And it's something that I've kind of had to to learn a little bit because, you know, I sometimes feel like that's maybe not one of my like strongest suits, but I feel like I'm working towards it of like asking the right questions. And, and, and to get the job you want. Yeah. Wouldn't have her doing it. So yeah. this Very is totally good. off topic and I have some really dumb questions, but I really need no to No such thing these. as dumb questions, Tracy Dates. Um, so can you just be, so I know nothing about how you tell anything about the weather. Oh, right? yeah. we're like digging I'm, into meteorology. That's what we're I, doing. Right. So like <laughs> when you're outside, the, can you just tell by the way the moisture in the air? Like, can you feel it? Like, do you just know? Can you see my hair right now? <laughs> that it is humid outside right now? Yes. No, but I mean, I, so first of all, yes, I guess, I mean, I'm one of those people that's constantly, I mean, I look at the weather and I think maybe observe it a little different than the than the majority. I mean, I'm constantly looking up at the sky, looking at the different, you know, levels of the atmosphere and like the clouds and, yeah. you know, kind of what levels they are and, you know, temperatures, the wind, direction, speed. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly kind of plugged in, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, and I'm constantly, you know, wondering the atmospheric dynamics of the day and, you know, how things are changing. Do we have fronts that are coming through? You know, are our air masses changing and 
So yeah. Yeah. do all of your friends ask you, like, is it going to snow? <laughs> like everyone that's getting married, they're like, how does April 6th, like oh, 2020 actually, snow? I did that to that? her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because it was I was getting married outside yeah, like reading June. the far, Farmer's yes, Almanac. And I was like, Eileen, I need an hour by hour breakdown. <laughs> and then I, it was literally every day leading up to my wedding. And I you had that. the most beautiful weather. weather. Perfect. Let's just yeah. say, put in a good word with Mother Nature. <laughs> the weather changes. I mean, the weather could change hour by hour, right? I mean, it's I can see. Sorry. I knew you were so interested in weather. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it is, okay, can I say that is the one thing that I love because it connects every Everybody. single person mm-hmm. because everyone is affected by the weather. But I will say that happens, especially with snowstorms. I hear from people that I haven't heard from since college, and they're all of a sudden like, <laughs> Do we need hey, to go to Walmart and buy all the water? Yeah. Are we going to have school? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And it's like, you're already like just so busy but I will say that's the one thing I you have to learn to like have some really thick skin because Mm -hmm. I mean yes the weather changes like I'm you know I am a a degreed meteorologist but still things are changing all the time like I I do know my stuff but don't like Mm -hmm. send me nasty grams people yeah people people do do, love to blame the weatherman I mean historically now it's Mm -hmm. the Tracy and I couldn't resist when we were on the show the first time and just had met Eileen after our segment quick quick get out and we want remember what we asked Eileen oh if she she was annoyed when people called you the weather girl (laughs) I feel like that's that because you been... are a scientist, right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. but I think the problem. Yes. So I think so it you was, like call me doctor. Like they call them scientists, <laughs> right? But, but they would call her a weather woman, right? Weather so woman. like the weather yeah. man, yeah. Weather, weather woman, woman. Yeah. yeah. Sort of weather sounds person. like Wonder Woman. I remember, sort of take it. Maybe we can like brand that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Ginger Ooh. Z from Good Morning America had like the best comeback because somebody tweeted something really hateful toward her and called her like that effing weather girl or something like that, and she <laughs> responded and was like, "Don't ever use that word again. I'm an effing meteorologist." <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think good for you. But I think no, that wasn't me. That was Ginger Z, <laughs> yeah. and I have to say, oh. I I really good for applaud her. her. But I think that you know this is you know an opportunity. I think a lot of people most weather, you know, quote unquote, weather men, weather women are degreed meteorologists. Yeah, most absolutely. of the people that you see on TV, you know, because I know back in the day, you didn't have to have a degree. You know, you had people that, you know, you just kind of pinned up things. You looked at, you know, maybe the National Weather Service, but... I think we yeah. could all get into like a habit of, you know, calling our, our local weather people, weather people meteorologists. Yeah, meteorologists. And one of the things that I love that you shared recently on social media when you were talking about people getting mad about you getting like the forecast wrong or it changing um, is, you know, everybody's brackets, all their NCAA brackets. It's like, OK, so maybe it's not that easily to predict the weather <laughs> now. Yeah. You know, all you people who your bra- brackets are busted. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. So <laughs> before you. we move on past weather, because we are going to move on past weather. <laughs> well, I was actually going to I was going to move on to clothing, but, but yeah, okay. but which Go we ahead. can do. But just like while we have you know the expert yeah. among us, what is the best weather app? What should everyone be downloading on their phone? The Stormwatch Seven <laughs> weather app, brought <laughs> nice to you plug. by yes. ABC nice Seven. Plug. You can get the radar yes. right on yes. your phone. Awesome. Yes. very cool, and it's curated by yours truly, mm-hmm. Eileen. Yes. Awesome. All right. Okay. Go talk about Perfect. clothes. Go so on. I was just going to ask. As the weather woman, there's always a, a lot of conversations about the clothing, and you there was the or one an anchor. I feel like also right the clothing like the clothing always... that we wear on television. Correct. Like okay. do they is there a lot of pressure to dress a certain way? Well, I think you know both of us can. Yeah. Or do can people know. tell you what to wear? Or do you get to choose? Um, you get to choose for the most part. We've definitely had bosses in the past who have 
you know, sent out these edicts of like no patterns, <laughs> and we'll abide by that for about six weeks, and then and it's like the no way, black and white. And can then, we also just add real quick that these are men, men, men that are telling mm-hmm. us what yeah. we should wear? Just, just yeah, throwing that. Although you told me I'm not allowed to wear patterns on no. TV. No, well, you were wearing this crazy shirt one time, and all the know, pictures were coming it. out crazy. It was pretty. I looked but, really skinny. But I did, <laughs> priorities. But, um, I when I go on Fox News, they put this whole Fox cable. They put so like just this yeah. whole face of makeup, and I call it sort of it, it, it's a little street walker. But when I so when I was asking one of the makeup women who were in there, I was uh-huh. like, do I get to choose? And they said no. That the executives at Fox, oh yeah, yeah, like under like the old bad guy executives, just a whole bunch of men sort of have written down what you're allowed to, what uh-huh. the makeup should look like to make you look fo- foxy, foxified. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that your sort of clothing is dictated mm-hmm. by. But, but is it a bunch so, of men? So just to question that, are I'm they sure you will? Are they Go doing it. it just to foxify you, or to make sure you all of your features are standing out on TV? Right. No, I could have because um, they put I, I makeup need, on men too, right? Right. For sure. Okay. But it's like you but have they to don't wear them up. a certain like pink on your cheeks, and you have to have pink on your lips. And they prefer if you take the like the big, the, false, the eyelashes. big false eyelashes. So if I was like, can I have a slightly different shade of lipstick? They were like, well, no. yeah, no. no, unless you're an anchor. And I think that you, I mean, ours then you go that. into your contract. Yeah, ours is not. They don't pay that close of attention, I would yeah. say. I did have an, a, another old boss who told me I had to cut my hair off because Eileen and I look too <gasps> really? much alike on air. Yeah. Are you serious? You're the one that had to cut it? Uh It looks like you caught a break over there. (laughs) Okay. That's why, yeah. He was like, you and Eileen are looking too much alike. You got to cut your hair. So I literally like chopped like six inches off. And it, by the way, (laughs) looked really good. But that's another thing. I mean, when I first got started in the business right after college, you know, I had had long Mm -hmm. hair my entire life. Yeah. And it was, you know, that first job where you're fresh out of college. And so they're trying every... To make you look older. To make you look older. So, you know, it's like they they chopped, you know, my hair. I mean, literally, they dragged me, the news director, into their... Oh, it was oh, it was real short. <laughs> oh, the news director literally put drag like sent you to the like a, the hair place and said, yes that they Done. that they work with that they worked with when I was in Salisbury and so mm-hmm. I had this really short cut like I mean I have these old photos from like when I first started and I look and I, you know I've got like a rounder face so a short haircut on me just is not well flattering. it's also like a catch twenty two because now you got to go on TV and you're not confident in the way you exactly. look right right yeah. which is like we know a lot from being women that. Having confidence in the way we look just ourselves exudes confidence just in the job we yes. do. So if you're not having that, then that feels harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole looking young thing is, have you guys both gotten that in your careers? Like people always, are you are you old enough to do this? Or how old are you? Or like that kind of stuff. I mean, you you have told us that you have, but have you? I did, yeah. yeah. So after I moved up here to D.C. from Charlottesville, um, I got a job freelancing as the White House and Congressional Correspondent for Tribune Broadcasting. Wow, cool. So it was really cool. cool. What was the yes. administration? <laughs> uh, it was actually the end of the Bush, beginning of Obama administration. Oh, a little bit of both. So like, yeah, I got That's to be nice, there during oh, the changeover. Oh, how very bipartisan of her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was in Arizona on election night <laughs> at the Biltmore with the McCain campaign. All right. Uh, so, so that was, we'll that was more a, a rough right on that night. One, yes. um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was an incredible job and I was you know getting to report from the White House and from Capitol Hill you know every day based on uh, news and um, a lot of the people that I was reporting for the Tribune stations were like how old are you? Like, what, are you fresh out of college? And at that point, I was like 27, 28 years <laughs> oh, old. I was like, so I annoying. have earned my jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much been the only time. But I will say that, you know, I, I would say based on your look and whether or not you look like you, you know, have a little bit of age on you and have a little gravitas, 
it will determine whether or not you get the opportunity to anchor. Yeah. And so when you say look, is it both your actual look, like your features and your skin, and also how you style yourself? Tracy and I talk about that a lot in here. We got into a big argument oh, about really? it last week. Yeah. I would say more how you style yourself. Yeah. 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 Which drives me bananas. Yeah. I do not. I, but I think also, so and especially in this business, I feel like also when new, when they're, whoever's going to hire you, they sometimes have a look mm-hmm. that they're going for, mm-hmm. whether that be... Can they tell you before the interview? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you can kind of like... You can figure out... Based on yeah. the current, whoever's Doing the job. Yes. Yes. Got ya. You know, if they're trying to plug a certain... A hole. Hole. Mm-hmm. What about, have you ever experienced or sort of noticed a place where they replaced a man with a woman? Mm. Uh, <laughs> dead hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, so on our morning show, there have been a lot of iterations of Good Morning Washington. Um, and and we we've been through. Have been through all of all them. Eileen <laughs> and I standing strong. Yes. Um, we did have a part where we uh, a man left and so we replaced it and we had two women on the desk for a while. Nice. That is um, awesome. And you know what? We actually got a lot of very positive feedback from that. So what do we do? Changed it. Oh yeah. All right. We have to take a quick break but when we get back it'd be interesting to talk about the Matt Lauer moment when it was replaced by women and just how that sort of worked out for you. So quick break. Okay, we're back. And Eileen and Autry are with us for the whole episode today, which is really exciting. Um, so that was the big, the whole replacing a man and having only women on the desk was the big thing that everyone was nervous about when, like, terrible, gross Matt Lauer got the boot because he had the secret lock button, button under his desk and he was just, like, the grossest of the gross. That, like, the, we there was all these rumors out of NBC that, like, they couldn't have two women on the desk because how they wouldn't be considered a serious news uh-huh. um, program uh-huh. anymore. Which is kind of crazy. So Did it's they actually cool. say that, though? Did they say they wouldn't be serious if there were two ladies? I feel like I remember that. Or did you just interpret that? Well, I mean, I, I'm not. To, yes. You totally. I could see how you would absolutely interpret that. I'm just wondering if they actually said, listen, it can't like be word for word. Packed with ladies. I think they said that they were worried that it would be it would be sort of digested and considered differently if there wasn't. Um, at least one man on the desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, I and now they've brought in Craig Melvin, who is there. He's know, like the young man like, of color, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Who's sort of lovely and adorable. Right? Yeah, he's like a D.C. guy. He was, oh. he was in D.C. At, a, at an affiliate before he moved up there. Was so. he like on the Saturday or like the late hour or anything like that before he got like prime time? Or they just yes. moved? Okay. He was on weekends. Weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's cool that you guys got positive feed, or that the we station got positive po- feedback. I mean, right? Don't you oh think? no, we a hundred percent did. But there are. I mean, I do remember because I kept thinking, you know, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially being on morning television. You know, I think you know a lot of um, you know families are up, and you know, I mean, I th- would think that it would be fantastic. I mean, why can't two women mm-hmm. successfully? I mean, they do it all, everything <laughs> right. else. So why not? But. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm kind it's of a just, little not surprised. It's just very hard to get people to change their way of thinking, especially when it comes to, I think, like broadcast managers, you know. And, oh. and typically you have all men in those high ranking positions. So I think it's just really tough to like shift the mindset from we have to have an, a male and a female team, you know, to, oh, we can actually have, you know, Hoda and Savannah and then. Charlie Rose thing happened, <laughs> oh, and now you've got Nora O'Donnell and Gail King. And it's like, you know, both of those shows are showing 
you can have women at the helm and still be wildly successful. So do we know the demographic of people that watch morning shows, morning news shows? We do. Yeah. I mean, it's primarily it is primarily women, women Um, over the age of. What is it, 34 to 50 or no? Uh, 35 to 54, I think, is our key demo. That's what we go after. And it's women, 35 to 54. Okay. Um, So I ask. But hearkening back to think about how women are terrible to women. Like, there are a lot of women that would prefer to watch a man. Is that where you were going? Absolutely. And I think that women over the age of, I was going to say 60. So when you cut it off at 55, this is not going to prove my point. But I think women over the age of 60 have a huge problem with smart, successful women on TV. It has been my experience that... Uh, sort of the Trump women demographic that love and sort of surround uh-huh. Trump. When the whole Megyn Kelly thing happened, they were all like, yeah, she sucks. She is a bimbo. <laughs> She's not uh-huh. very good. She's just pretty. Like, she went to law school so everybody would think she was uh-huh. smart. I mean, there was sort of that mentality around her. And so I think that older women get very, um, I don't want to say offended. I just think that do you there think, is though, some that that's of... because that generation didn't have the opportunities that we have? So, like, the the possibility of them being as successful as a Megyn Kelly, right. it wasn't there. May, she would say yes. I would say Just partly. The, like, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, but there were also a lot of women. But there were a lot of women back then that, that shattered some ceilings. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. woman, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, yeah, freaking like, crushed it yeah, for women everywhere. Yeah. Also, like, she's like the Taylor Swift of, <laughs> of Supreme Court judge. I mean, not everyone can be Taylor Swift, right? So, like, I, I think, can't believe you just compared <laughs> RBG, RBG to Taylor Swift. We should, we should tweet it out. Maybe Taylor will, will retweet. What, she will yeah. love it. T, T- love Swift. Come on, T Swift. I mean, when she gets behind something, what, 130,000 young people registered to vote when she came yeah. out? Um, anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, I think that there is sort of an ingratiated judgment for older women who maybe, it, and it's subconscious. I mean, people have all sorts of subconscious biases. At least yes, in I my agree. opinion, it's subconscious. That they, that they and Tracy and I, another thing we endlessly debate on this show is the stay-at-home work sort of thing and who should do what and who should be able to do what and why they should be able to do it and what it should mean and all those sorts of things. But those old that 60-plus demo, I don't think they had the privilege of as many choices. And as think, a result, yes. also they're accustomed to seeing a man at the desk. They're accustomed uh-huh. to seeing a man in the oval. They're accustomed to seeing a man in the, you know, sort of the head of a, of a board table. Mm-hmm. And that's that's built in, right? It right. Take, you have to be able to see things to believe and them. And kind of, not, not to like quote Anchorman, but like, you, you, <laughs> yeah, sort of you also though, I mean, think about how long we have been conditioned to when you see a hard news story on air, the man is the one handling it. When it's time for the cat fashion show, we send the female out. <laughs> right. Like men handle the hard, important stuff and women, you can do the lighter, fluffy pieces. So like, we've been conditioned for all these years to think, well, a female is not going to be giving me, you know, the important. Yeah. And there's all this these reports that people prefer a man sportscaster because mm. they don't like the play by play coming oh, from a woman's God, voice. I love I love the women sportscasters, by the way. <laughs> oh, my god! And women men are always like the voice of God and women are always like on the sideline. Yes. Like, yes. So, mm-hmm. How did you leave your mom to come here today? And you're like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It's, and the poor see, athletes just like, oh, I want to go. You've yeah. got the man handling the important stuff and then yeah. the woman's doing the fluff. Yeah. But still, that's yeah. a, that exists in But sports. part of the problem, I think, is also us. Because I think even as... She always her, because us. Because always. we have to... No, because we have to change. Like, I have to change. Like, we all have to be better mm-hmm. about... Buy more tickets for being, females. Soccer where? games is what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it up. I, think, though, where, I mean, I 
and I don't know if it's just like a generational thing also, but it's like I feel like I'm so used to seeing like especially now with like Hoda and Savannah, like two females like that. And now that you bring up that point, though, of, you know, maybe a generational thing where it's like kind of conditioned Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. brains to, you know, I don't know, take a man, you know, having more. Right. I think it's why women are having a harder time on the trail. Absolutely. Which we'll talk about in a little bit later. Women just still aren't being taken seriously. So think about the nightly news and not the morning news. The nightly news. Katie Couric fucking bombed, right? Just like, and I think it's because everyone saw got super used to her in the morning talking, you know, news from yesterday Mm -hmm. and mixed in with the cat fashion show. And then what you got on the nightly news desk where she's just nightly newsing it. Mm -hmm. And in in the cable news, one of the really successful nightly news people is Rachel Maddow. Mm -hmm. But she does it super different, right? She doesn't look like your average woman just because the way she styles herself. Average woman, that's sort of shitty, but I had no better way to say it. Um, And, but she does these sort of soliloquy Uh sort of reflection of the news and she doesn't just report the facts you know so it's pretty different but we are going to move to the trail we're going to take one more quick break and then we are going to move to talking about candidates on the trail ooh this is going to be so fun (laughs) okay we're back sorry we're back from the break and yeah Autry just tell well, yeah, like tell the tell the so, listeners. What I was you just, just gonna said. say, like Diane Sawyer, also on ABC, wildly successful in the mornings, and they moved her to night to you know the evening news, and she was there, I think, three years maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then nothing. Yeah, and you said Barbara Walters, right? But how old was when she, how old was she's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> of like the journalism? There's always one, but she was she old. But she didn't when she, she, she didn't solo. And she, well, she didn't she, start at plus 60 she minutes. was 60 minutes, yeah. which is not, it's like news, but it's like the morning news of nightly news. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it's like, like story oriented. <laughs> I mean, they just interview like world leaders and no, stuff they, on there. No, it's important but, content, okay. but it's not like sure. breaking news, you know, right. like no. P- P- Buttigieg is gay. You know, there's like, there's not, you know. What? Uh, I kind of like him. <laughs> Oh, fuck what? you. Of course yeah. you like him. That is like the perfect transition. I like how and smart that is he so is. annoying. Did you know that Senator Gillibrand spoke Mandarin? Anybody? Anybody know that? You no. want to know why? Because no. the fucking media hasn't covered it. But we all know that Pete Buttigieg speaks seven languages. <laughs> Motherfucker's 37 years old. He's only goddamn been mayor. No, this shit gets me fired up. I, love I got it. no fucking patience I for Tracy Deeds liking I didn't, I didn't Pete have to Buttigieg. Say that, say I mean, I feel like I just need to say I just said that to irritate you. Oh. So don't get so mad. Yeah, the like, Republicans just... are gonna come for you if you're saying you're like Mike uh, right. Pete Buttigieg. I don't like Although any he's of pretty them. moderate. So there has been a bunch of <laughs> he's a deep mayor. Breath. Nobody oh, should I shouldn't care. have had coffee. I should have but had wine. But this is a good. But this is a good point. She's got it. It's oh just not God. open yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's been a lot of coverage in the last couple weeks specifically, I mean always, but the last couple weeks specifically, about the coverage differential between the men on the trail and the women on the trail. Specifically the men being the Bernie Beto bro-off, mm-hmm. and they get their own kind of coverage, their own special category of coverage. And now Pete Buttigieg has gotten a ton of coverage, and I think it's just because he's like folksy, and then he's all... <laughs> 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 Tracy's wide opener just... Broke Did you half. break it in the yeah. fork? Oh, no. oh, no, that was man, the freebie what a party foul. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, I'm gonna have the, the man's gonna fix it. <laughs> um, 
Pete Buttigieg is getting all this coverage because he had a surge in the polls, meaning he went from like seven percent to eight percent. I was going to say maybe three points. Yeah, not also a lot. the most, the least qualified candidate on the Democratic side. He thinks he's the most qualified he is only not. because he compares himself to Donald Trump, and pretty much anybody's more qualified than Donald Trump. Uh, from like except a, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> from a, from like a resume perspective. A, yeah. Um, so, but then the women are getting the fucking shaft. So Senator Warren is considered an old lady. Uh-huh. Even though she's the same age as like Sherrod Brown and what is her age? So I have it in the I mean because Trump's in his seventies, yeah. so <laughs> how is I she put like, it all down. What exactly So this is really interesting from this from this article that was talking about it. Um, and I'll look for the actual age, but it says, unfortunately for women, age poses an unsolvable problem. They are seen as too young and inexperienced right up until they are branded too old and tedious. Miss Warren, for example, and they should call her fucking Senator Warren. Senator Warren, for example, finds herself put in the same old category as Senator Sanders and Joe Biden, even though both men are nearly a decade older than she is. Men who more or less the same age as Senator Warren, Sherrod Brown, 66, John Hickenlooper, 66, 67 and Jay Inslee, uh, 68, all, well, Sherrod's not running, but the other two are running, are not are not lumped in with the white hairs. If women in their 40s are in a hurry, women in their 50s are old news, and women in their 60s are just old, when example, exactly is the woman supposed to go to the White House? Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that is I pretty sort of well put. And is it, so why do you think, Trace? Why do what, I think Why that... do you think there's no good age to be like a woman political leader? Well, I think we go back to the the fact that women don't don't support women. I mean, I think the 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 major voting demographic is over fifty, and more than fifty percent women. Correct. Right. And so I think that's I think it, that's the pro. I have I have now come around to believing that you are just correct. <laughs> and that that's I love problem. when she thinks I'm right. <clears throat> women. I mean, we can yell at men and scream at men all day, mm-hmm. but if we really want to enact change, we've got to we have to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you taught me that. Yes. Right, like it's so, so easier to exact the change, like with the coming up crew. Like we mm-hmm. both spend time trying, to, and maybe you guys do too, with like young women in the industry or just sort of helping people get up in the game a little bit. Yeah. But the truth is, though, they're not the decision makers yet. You know what I mean? Um, so, what do you think about as both being people that spend a lot of time with news and you know with what's going on in the news? How do you feel about the coverage so far in this presidential race? Um, I definitely think that. I mean, I agree with that article that. Um, I didn't real. I based on the coverage of Elizabeth Warren, I thought she was much older than she actually is. Yeah, um, and I do agree. And I think that it it also is true in media that like you're too young until you're too old, and like there may be literally like a five to seven year sweet spot where you're considered experienced, qualified. And then you're a little too old, and you need to be. And is that like forty five to fifty five kind of thing? Those those years, or is it even I think earlier? It's younger. I would yeah. say early forties. Yeah, probably is when. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really is. But yeah. I mean, it goes back to like when I you know first started, and it's like you're trying to you know kind of prove yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like I you know I I am degreed meteorologist, and I am you know I have put in you know this time, and it's you know I still feel like even you know in my early thirties that I'm like still sometimes trying to prove myself. Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, what time, you know, what, when is that going to change that, you know, okay, finally, finally people are going to, you know, maybe take me more seriously. You know, I could be up for possibly a chief meteorologist position, you know, before then it's like, oh, you're too old. Like, 
I feel like there's a little bit of the proving yourself too that is a double-edged sword, right? It goes back to that sort of theory that girls always fall in love with the boys that treat them bad. So like you, you the ones that like sort of ignore you, you want to have. So in in terms of like getting clients or getting work or finding, right? It's dumb, but it's reality. Oh yay, Richard got the wine open. (laughs) For the man. that the same thing in this, like if you're trying too hard, people are like, well, she must be overcompensating for something. Mm, and then, yeah. but if you don't try at all and you don't get the job, then you, well, I kick myself in the ass and I'm like, I could have left more on the field. You know, mm-hmm. I could have done that better. So it does feel like, oh, sometimes the hustle is hard, ladies. Let me tell you. Going ya. back to the, like, the yeah. difference in the type of coverage that the female versus male candidates have um, received, I actually loved the amount of flack that Beto O'Rourke took when he oh, mentioned. What? Um, that, you know, oh, my wife, like, you know, sometimes I help her raise the kids. Sometimes I don't like, I don't F know. you. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, for, it's like, first off, don't say that ever. But secondly, I feel like, you know, when it comes to women in politics, like the question's always been like, well, how are you going to juggle all of that? Well, you have a cheers with my water. Oh <laughs> yeah. She's having a baby next time. Next yeah. time she comes um, But you know, like there are always these questions of like, well, how, how would you juggle the demands of the office along with your personal life? Men never get that question, never. no matter how many children never, they have. Ever, ever, so ever. I was glad that he caught as much heat as he did and it got as much attention because had Elizabeth Warren or a female said, you know, oh, I don't really ever see my kids. Could you Im- like hell hath no fury, like yeah. the women who would have come after her. Would yeah. have yeah, absolutely, and it's referenced in a little bit in this also this New York Times article. But the interesting thing is, after he lost the Senate race, he went on a solo car trip <laughs> by himself to to blog and think, and and like Aww. the like the, like the media picked it up as if he was doing this amazing, miraculous self discovery to make it better, and nobody was like. Who the fuck is cooking your kids' dinner? Like, what is like, when, <laughs> what, when, when time soccer practice, yeah. you know? Which is maddening. Yeah, 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 yeah. She why aren't said you taking care of Why aren't why you, you taking care of your babies? your family? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I don't understand the love affair with him, by the way. Neither do I. Um, you like lost your dorky. own home state Senate seat, which is my home state. Like, I don't get it at all. Um, because men fail up. And women fail, yeah. fail, yeah. fail down. Fail yeah, 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 yeah. Michelle Obama had a great quote about that last year, and Tracy and I got into it, of course, over at. But mostly because I just wanted to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, yeah. I mean, he is—he's a perfect example of. I mean, he raised uh, what was it like five point eight million dollars in the first twenty-four hours he announced for president. Yeah, and he's never—he's only like been like a one. What? Yeah, based on right. Nothing. But I mean, he had that charisma in the way that Bill Clinton had charisma, the way that Barack Obama had charisma. Like, he yeah. had that charisma. I don't charisma. see his charisma, but it's maybe just because sure. I hate him too much. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but so I think I'm he blinded was... blinded by my dislike. And I think the, I think Pete Buttigieg. There you go. His name? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. You got it. I think he has a little bit of that, too, and so people get sort of enamored with... That it's the then... dumb, it's the dumb thing though, like that folksy thing that does not work for women. Can you imagine if you're like, oh shucks, oh, they'd be like, yeah, that, you that worked for anything. that worked well for Sarah Palin. <laughs> I can see Russia. Russia. From she can see Russia porch. from her house. Yeah. My kid used to say that we went to yeah. CPAC, like as a joke, or like she really thought you could see Russia from like Canada. No, okay. so one of our our na- no Sarah Palin said that. Yeah, I know. She no, but your your kid, your daughter, yeah. my daughter said so. She knew who Sarah Palin was, and our nanny's daughter had taught her that. Oh, Sarah Palin's from Alaska. She can see Russia from her house. <laughs> and we were at CPAC. She's like two. 
And somebody's like oh talking. She's walking around saying that. With me. That's and so somebody good. says like, oh yeah, Sarah Palin. And she goes, she can see Russia from her house. I'm like, no. No. You are not at the right place. Uh, little little Washington kids like know a lot of random information about yes. a lot of unconnected things. And then right. they say them out loud and you're like, nah. I've had to tell yeah. my kids to like tamper it down if we go to political things. I'm like you can't, you cannot talk about Trump. They at all. The, they learn the Sarah art. Sarah Palin's actually a great example of how people, when she was picked as John McCain's running mate, people oh, right, really hammered up. on how would she be vice president with like all of these kids? And you know, she's got this family that and she's got to take care of. And a brand new special needs kid, right? Wasn't yes. her special oh, needs kid? And she had a baby young. and got on yeah. a flight yes. the next day and went yeah. to work and everybody was up in arms about right. it. Right, right. So, um, not to defend her, but like she caught. No, you know, I, I yeah. think unreasonable flack where totally. like, nobody was asking John McCain, who has a ton of children, those same yeah. questions. Also, in retrospect, back to what we were talking about earlier, it came out that they were dressing her and styling mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. trying to put words in her mouth and making her somebody she wasn't. And and back to Which, the haircut and the lack of confidence. Yeah. Like, it, you can't. It's just not a way to succeed, right? You have to be the owner of your thoughts right. and your look and your style to yeah. be successful. And I think that I think that is a new ish. Realization. I think people are starting, at least in my job, where I work for candidates, Democratic candidates, a lot of women who are just like, this is me, you know, and this class. And you, you may not like their politics, and I know Tracy doesn't, but like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ayanna Presley's and Congressman Tlaib's and all these people are just like, shove it. This is the, my, my constituents elected me. Now, whether they can get elected again, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but for at least for the time being, people are starting to sort of really own that authenticity. I do. I, I mean, I do feel, do proud. you feel like it's different now than it was 10 years ago? Like when you first got in and, or do you think that that's only because you're now 10 years older and it's, yeah, I don't think much has changed in 10 years. I really? So mm-hmm. either. I'm not, I'm, not on that front. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Sadly, <laughs> I, I feel like it's starting to like for me, like even in just the stuff that we do and the conferences and stuff we go to, I feel like there is I mean, there were way more women at this conference than yeah. there has ever been Tracy on both I sides of the aisle. A conference last week. So I definitely think and it's what we were saying earlier. I think the up and coming is changing, yeah. but the decision makers are not changing. And right. they're going to die. Yeah, they will <laughs> die. But in, in our business, they work until they die. So it's yes. not like they retire. They just keep working. So yeah. it's it's ladies like us. That right. But there's more the of us in the in the country there. But as we've just discovered, some of them are the worst. Yeah. So that's yeah. true. Well, so we'll yeah, just have to keep doing so it. Harder on women than men are. So much. We've right. got to stop that. Like, it's you, circular. We've got to build each other. Yeah. Up yeah. Yep. So much. More. Yes. Yeah. I've gotten. I mean, if I'm going to get vitriol online, it's going to come from females before men. Yes. Four days out of five. And I feel like. It's it's my, it's sort of our natural inclination just to say, oh, it's just because they're jealous and you're pretty no. and you're successful. No, because no. like that was the first thing that came to my head. Like, people have said that enough to me in mm-hmm. my life. They don't they hate you just because they want to be you. And I don't think that's accurate. I just think that. No, and when people say that, was that supposed to make me feel better? I know. Like I, know. I still got I still, <laughs> still got to deal with trolls. it. <laughs> that doesn't right. make me feel any better. Now, do you guys? Because you don't get really political. I mean, you don't. There's not a lot that is but on we're the. Not supposed to. We're not <laughs> right. supposed to. And, and right. That's the one thing. I mean, I'm a meteorologist, yeah. so I. I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to do the weather. You so know. they could fight with you. They could troll you on whether or not you were right or wrong. So they, yes. th- that is. Yes. That kind of a trolling and physically, you know, appearance. Just general. And, you know, it's like, 
you know, I, I got married and I had gained some just happy weight. And, you know, of course, everyone is just, you know, picking at you and oh my you know, saying what's wrong. And, of course, everyone, you know, at first, once you get married, thinks that you're pregnant. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, I'm not pregnant. I'm just, you know, and I just people had lunch are so, today. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and know, the goal of people just to like, send, like, to your somebody. Oh, you're a little bloated. Thank you. I know. I look in the same mirror. I'm seeing exactly what you are. I know I have gained. I know I look at that scale trust me i've had to buy new clothes i know thank you for the reminder yeah Yeah. people suck you should be like my husband likes it because they're like yeah they got a lot to say about that be like shut up bitch yeah i feel like as long as i'm getting the hate from like both sides and people being like oh continue to drink you know like the republican kool-aid or like (laughs) oh you're like such an obama supporter or something i'm like all right well i guess i must be doing something right because y'all think i I go both ways so great there you go you know what i mean it's good it's balanced balanced coverage not many people are very good at it well it feels like we could talk for days but i think we're running out running out of time here i feel like we should hang out after this thank you so much for coming on and we hope you'll come back and talk yes. more yes. as this all back, keeps going come back to good yes. morning watch yes. us we'd love that would to have be, you guys yeah. back on so too. fun for yeah. sure awesome. all right Tracy, thanks so much thanks so much keep up with us on facebook twitter and instagram by following at dame at all all right friends see you next week oh.